And good evening. This is the Tech Travel Geeks podcast. We've now reached episode 14, and I'm your usual host, Matteo, Chief Mobile Opinionist here at Tech Travel Geeks. And joining me this evening is our co-host, Lukash. Good evening, Lukash. Hi, Matteo. How's things? Good, good, thank you. Um, we're recovering from the weekend, obviously. It's not been long since we recorded our last episode of the Tech Travel Geeks podcast, but that's because there's some travel planned for one of us, and so we'll need to schedule the releases of the audio podcast. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, or those of you who have subscribed to our YouTube channel and are watching this uh, episode on our YouTube channel, uh, be aware that there may be a gap on our YouTube recordings for a while whilst I travel and go to Asia. In the meantime, we have a great guest to release this podcast at a later date, someone who I've known for a number of years. We've bumped into each other at quite a few events and even done karaoke together. Please welcome to the Tech Travel Geeks podcast, <laughs> Sammy Mugal at Smackula. Hi, Matteo. Hi, Lukash. Hi, Sammy. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm aware this is relatively late in the evening for you, uh, given as you have two major sleep challenges. <laughs> is that correct? Uh, I've got one, just the one. Just the one. Do the cats not interrupt your sleep in any manner? Uh, no, we lock them downstairs. Oh, okay. So you've solved one of the problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we solved that really early on in their lives. <laughs> Very good. So unlike other uh, people with cats and young children, you're not constantly jet-lagged. No, not quite, <laughs> no. <laughs> good. Um, in that case, um, obviously I know you. Lukash maybe knows of you but hasn't met you in person yet. Yeah. Tell us who Sami Mugal is. Introduce yourself to our audience. Okay, so very briefly, I'm an electronics engineer. I work in the medical tech space, uh, working for a startup, quite exciting stuff. We're working on a new kind of X-ray system. Uh, apart from that, one of my passions has always been uh, consumer electronics. So one of the things that stops me uh, or doesn't really come to me a lot during my day job is consumer electronics. And uh, because I like consumer electronics, I just ended up writing about them. And that ended up turning into oxgadgets.com. And uh, as that matured, I started getting invited to things where I ran into Matteo. And uh, that, I think, brings us back to full circle. Exactly. So we're both very passionate about mobile technologies and gadgetry in general. Yeah. Um, you, you cover quite a, quite a wide range of consumer electronics on oxgadgets.com. I do. And uh, one of the reasons I've invited you on the podcast is you have a very interesting past. You tend to travel a lot, both for work and for personal reasons. Tell us more about them. Yeah, so uh, I'm not traveling as much as I used to. Uh, one of my previous jobs actually got me going everywhere from Japan, Korea, all the way to Canada. So, and uh, I was doing Europe quite a lot. Uh, I was basically working as a field engineer, which, which normally means uh, something goes wrong or somebody has a question about something you have done or one of your predecessors has done. So your boss gets a phone call and <laughs> your boss says, go fix it. So... As it happened, I've done crazy things where I've gone into work and my boss has said, what are you doing tonight? And I've said, 
I don't know. And he said, well, you're having dinner in Switzerland tonight. <laughs> and he'd then say, here are your tickets or here's the flight you're catching. And then off I'd go. So it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, and the annoying thing about traveling for work like this is you don't actually get to see the places you visited. You end up getting to the airport, you fly off to some weird uh, factory somewhere, and then you normally end up eating in a lonely restaurant and get back. Uh, having said that, uh, you still manage to sneak in a bit of a city or something like that. So it's mixed. Obviously, when you travel for pleasure, then all you're doing is exploring and looking at things. So so that that obviously is a totally different thing. So wh- you, you mentioned Japan and Switzerland. Wh- where were the places you traveled to for work in, in that job? Uh, so Switzerland, I was going to a place called Widnau quite a lot, which is quite near Zurich. Uh, in terms of Japan, I actually traveled all over the place. I was spending a lot of time in Kawasaki, but uh, the job did mean because we had a lot of customers up and down. So I managed to get on the bullet train. So, and that that's an experience in its own uh, way. Uh, this was also about 12 years ago. And uh, one of the most amazing things I found 12 years ago was that while we were still on our Nokia 3310s, uh, Japanese phones came with a USB port on them. So you could actually uh, plug your data into them and stuff like that. And uh, uh, if you remember the Nokia communicator with the opening keyboard, that was very normal in Japan. They like That kind of a thing did not impress them at all. Wow. So they, they were way ahead of us in the mobile space. They were way ahead of us. And uh, yeah, you, your most uh, regular phones didn't work there. So you had to go and rent one uh, from the airport, which they were quite used to. Yes, Japan having had a, a history maybe even more different from the rest of the world uh, in terms of radios and radio frequencies used, therefore traditional roaming never never really happened until recently, until the later versions of WCDMA and 4 G LTE. Yeah, it was, it was 3G actually, 3G uh, worked in both yeah. Japan. So as, as soon as 3G came in, which uh, I guess WCDMA was a similar kind of technology. So yeah, when, when that kicked in, phones that worked here worked over there as well. But before then, uh, you went to the airport, you had to go rent a, rent a phone, uh, which was quite interesting because that was one really easy way to get a flavor of uh, the Japanese tech. So I quite like that. <laughs> Very good. And how did you find character input or were the physical keyboards relatively easy to, to navigate at the time? Uh, they, so the phones they gave you were uh, designed for Western people. So they were just normal. So I did not notice anything different. Okay, so that's very interesting. So you, you've actually, to, to make your travel and communication uh, experience better whilst traveling, you've actually rented devices at airports. Yeah. That's great. Uh, that's something I've actually never done. Uh, the, the closest I've come to is traveling to China and buying a SIM card at the airport. But it's my own device, my own uh, connectivity stack apart from the internet connection yeah how about how about you lukash have you ever rented a device at no never had the had the need or the opportunity that sounds really really interesting but i have to note until you mentioned china a moment ago i was trying to mentally keep a score of which country gets the most mentions in our uh, podcast and i think japan is getting to the top 
but China is also also there. Those are two countries we keep on keep on talking about, probably because how different they are in uh, uh, col uh, not just culture but also tech. Um, how you need to adjust um, when you're going from uh, Europe or from from the states. Um, so yeah, that's really really interesting. And let's not forget, we've also mentioned Japan quite a lot recently because of the upcoming Rugby World Cup, where hopefully <laughs> countries such as Italy and Scotland will get to play and I'll have a, even more of a reason to go and, and visit. <laughs> I did not know Japanese indulged in rugby. Oh, yes. And the J Japanese are actually one of the biggest up-and-coming teams in world rugby. Oh, okay. uh, they have a re really good pack. And though relatively small they're very skillful very fast and they give teams like scotland italy uh some a very good run for their money as are often they, they they can potentially pull a, a win out of the game oh that's good so yeah japan's japan's doing doing well in rugby and uh, i think that's been recognized thanks to the the irb irsb uh deciding to host the the, the rugby world cup there so yep yeah. Japan, great, and you've rented devices there. What's another place that stood out to you, either for personal travel or business travel, that, that stuck with you, Sammy? Uh, I think for personal travel, what really stuck with me was uh, going to Egypt. And uh, they, the story there is that uh, on, the, on the way to the airport, we heard uh, this happened in 2015, so some of you might remember it. A Russian plane went down over the Sinai area. Uh, so we were on the on the way to the airport when we heard that on the news, and we thought, okay, well, that's a holiday cancelled. It's okay, we can go somewhere like Cornwall or Wales, and we'll we'll have we'll have a good time anyway. And we went to the airport, and there was nothing on the board about our flight. And then suddenly, it appeared. Uh, we got on a plane. We ended up there, and it was great. But uh, it it did mean that our flight back was cancelled. And then it took us three extra days to get back. Uh, it, it doesn't have a lot of tech side to it, but that was that was one of the best trips I've ever had from a personal point of view because Dahab is amazing, and I can't wait till uh, UK actually starts flying back to Sharm El Sheikh again because I really really want to go back. Uh, from a tech point of view, the internet was really rubbish. I really couldn't. <laughs> even get my emails and stuff like that, uh, which obviously on a holiday point of view doesn't really matter that much. But yeah, that was, that was a, from a personal point of view, that was probably the best uh, travel I've ever done. Very good. Uh, Lukas, you've been to Egypt as well. Yeah, I've been to Sharm el-Sheikh um, many years ago. I, I really loved it. It's a, it's a lovely place. The only problem is when uh, from uh, travel tips, I would recommend checking what kind of a tour you're getting if you're going on a one-day tour. <laughs> I, I, I went on a day tour from Sharm to Cairo uh, from 4 a.m. until late evening. And I spent half an hour at the pyramid <laughs> and 20 minutes at the Sphinx and being told, hurry, 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 uh, we need to run because we need to visit more um, perfume factories and papyrus sales <laughs> uh, places, and so the whole day was about things being sold to us. Um, so before before you go on a, on a tour, make sure you check the itinerary and make sure that 
you can actually see the things you want to see and not be told, oh, actually, they changed the schedule. Uh, well, the, the pyramids have been there for 3,000 years or something, <laughs> and they just changed the schedule tonight. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, fantastic place. Yeah, I, I went to Sharm as well with Candice. Uh, we found this amazingly inexpensive uh, package tour with an all-inclusive stay in a hotel in Sharm el-Sheikh. And it was a bit of a gamble because it was just in the middle of the Arab Spring in 2010. And going anywhere out of the town of Sharm el-Sheikh was quite jumpy because there's three different police forces at each police block. And each police force, before we went through the roadblock, needed to check our passport. So um, interesting experience. But the sea was beautiful, uh, very relaxing, very friendly, excellent service in the hotels. Uh, it was a very interesting experience. But what I would say is, as Sammy mentioned, there's problems with the internet. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still an issue nowadays, uh, just as within many countries uh, in the region. There are some pretty stringent controls on what you can access on the internet and how you can access it. And just as with some other countries, VPN services will start working or not, depending on what someone in a cubicle in a government office decides that day. So uh, as usual, make sure that VPN service use is legal and that you're not breaking the law. And once you're, you are sure, make sure that you have redundancy. If one doesn't work, it's always good to have another. Uh, Sammy, if we, uh, what, do, do you use VPN services? Do you use one other than a work one? Uh, I have used a few in the past. Uh, I haven't had to go anywhere where I needed one for a while, so I, I let my membership lapse. Uh, when I do log into a hotel or something, I will normally use uh, one or the other, but I basically have a few on my phone and on my devices, and I just, just log in, and I, I, I never use it more than what the free services are. Uh, obviously, the free services are doing a lot more with your devices than <laughs> you probably let them, so uh, as long as you can use them in a limited kind of way, it's okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it to most people. If you're going to use something regularly, uh, pay for it. Uh, read read the terms and conditions uh, i've i've heard people uh, using it to mine bitcoin and stuff like that using your devices or or at least keep a tab on what you're saying so uh yeah either either way uh if something's coming to you for free read the terms and conditions uh which probably applies to pretty much everything in life indeed um so what are the terms and conditions on oxgadgets.com like uh, we are pretty chill. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. So uh, come here. We have cookies on the dark side. <laughs> That's actually our terms and conditions on techtravelgeeks.com. Is it still? I, I think we reverted to something a bit more... Uh, professional. Se seemingly professional. Though <laughs> professional is, is what not exactly what's been used to describe techtravelgeeks.com. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. We're building processes. We're, we're building our, our our pipelines, but it's it seems to be working. And we're that's currently good. working on a device, uh, a review of a device that's I think you've played around with. Have you had a play around with the Honor Eight X yet? No, I haven't actually. No, 
No, I know a lot of people who have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we keep on bumping into the, these events to, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, one I'm pretty sure you do have, though, and that Lukash and I have as well, is the Huawei Mate 20 Pro. I do indeed. In fact, my review for it went live yesterday. Very good. And is that on oxgadgets.com? It is on oxgadgets.com. Good. So if you're listening to the Tech Travel Geeks podcast, you can go and check out Sammy's written review with some pretty good photography in it as well of the Huawei Mate 20 Pro. Uh, when I got back from the event in London, Lukash liked it so much, he went out and pre-ordered one, and he's now using one as well. Very good. What yeah. do you think, Lukash? Yeah, I've, I've been loving it. I've used three Samsung phones up until up until this one. And so it was a bit of a change, and I need to change some of my um, how how I use my phone. Like, where's the home button? I can't <laughs> I can't can't find it. Uh, but I, I've been enjoying it uh, quite a lot. Uh, the main thing, f without any any question, is the battery. It's just, just a life changer. Um, so I'm um, yeah, it's it's been good. It's been good so far. How are you finding the cameras? Uh, the camera is amazing. Uh, one thing I would mention, which I found, uh, I've always found this interesting about Huawei phones, is that Huawei phones are somewhere in the middle of Android and iOS. So before I started using uh, the Mate 20 as my uh, Mate 20 Pro as my daily driver, I was actually using an iPhone. And uh, and the interesting thing is when you go from an iPhone to a Huawei phone. Uh, it's not that bad a transition. You can easily jump from one to the other. And similarly, if you go from an Android to a Huawei phone, obviously they're Android as well. It's also a similar similar jump. So what uh, they're very cleverly done uh, with their MU interface is that they've made it uh, quite an easy transition for both. Another thing I've discovered while I was playing around with this was that uh, with the phone clone and the cloud computing system that Huawei have put on, it's really, really easy to move from one Huawei phone to another. And uh, this was, I, I actually ended up writing quite a lot about this in my review because uh, I was I was one of the few people who had to get a replacement device. So I, I'd already got one of my phones set up and then I got a new phone. So I had to go from one to the next. And uh, uh, the process was seamless. And I, I thought it's, it's definitely something that uh, you have to applaud Huawei for. So they've made it uh, almost as good as uh, an iPhone is going from one to another. And uh, I think that, that's pretty good. I haven't seen another Android phone where you can go from one to the next and uh, with it within half an hour. Lukas, did you get that to work in the end? Um, yeah, kind of. So I copy. It managed to copy most of the of the things. So I I moved from the S nine plus okay. uh, to to this one, and I think it copied most of the things. And some of the apps uh, already worked out of the box, and the passwords were there, etc. So uh, Samsung eight to Samsung as uh, the S eight plus to S nine plus was more seamless. Than Samsung to Huawei, but uh, still, I, I think it was it was quite good. And Sammy, do you use multiple devices or or one? Uh, on I your... normally I normally stick with one phone at a time because I, I feel like that's the that's the real way to test it. Because mm -hmm. normally, when I go from one to when I go to two or three devices, uh, I just end up using one. <laughs> it's just what happens naturally with me. So I, I try to stick stick with the only device I'm reviewing at a time. 
Yeah, it's my first time. I have uh, multiple. I have two devices uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, and it's an interesting uh, experience. But as, you're right; it's it's different because I'm I end my day with like fifty percent battery, but on both devices, so it's <laughs> not really <laughs> not yeah. really a fair comparison to when I only had one device. Uh, but our friend Matteo uses seven or eight, right? Yes, uh, but I am in the middle of making some difficult decisions. I'm traveling to, to Asia in, well, less than five days now. So I'm going to be whittling it down to two devices I travel with, of which only two will have active SIM cards in them. So when I get to China, I'll buy myself two SIM cards, one for each device. And at the moment, the short list for this trip is looking like the Google Pixel 3 XL and the Huawei Mate 20 Pro. My reasoning for that is that the Pixel is a consistent experience and a very good camera, in particular for stills, and the Mate 20 Pro for the same reason. The Mate 20 Pro for the battery life, that battery life really is something that differentiates it from all other flagships that I've used so far this year. And in general, I do like the Mate 20 Pro, though I'm still getting used to that curved screen. I know Lukash has been using the S8 Plus and the S9 Plus. He's used to this, but I find it very wasteful having these curved edges. Though I did I, get, I uh, agree. I've I've been uh, I've been uh, looking. So I've I've also gone to a curved screen for the not for the first time, but I think it's probably the first time I've used it as a main device and. Uh, to begin with, typing was quite an issue because your cues and your stuff like that were pretty much on the edge, so you often missed miss those. Indeed. Uh, so I'm I'm getting used to this. I'm never. Sh I'm not sure I ever will get completely used to the full curved screen, uh, but the, I think all the other features of the device really make it stand out from all the other ones I have, and make me decide to to carry that with me on on vacation. The the curved screen is actually what got me into Samsung in the first place because I was using the uh, HTC devices, but our actually our current line manager uh, had the S6 Plus, um, and I saw her phone and I'm like, actually the the old Samsungs, the S5, S4s, they were all plasticky, but this S6 Edge, this looks beautiful. I I I need this phone, so I got the S7. Uh, the next year, and I, I I left my HTC One or One S um, behind, and I've been happy since. And curved screens, I enjoy. Very good. Um, I, I as I said, I need to spend more time with the Mate Twenty Pro. Hopefully, this trip to China will make it happen. Speaking of Mate Twenty Pro, Sammy, do you have a case for yours? I did get a case for mine. And, was it uh, included in the packaging of the Mate No, Pro? so if you actually, <laughs> if you go on the website, uh, it tells you that the case is not included for the European phones, but it's included for everybody else. Uh, the phone I got was, I'm assuming, a European phone, so it didn't come with a case. Okay, and so you went out and bought one for yourself? Yeah, I just went out and bought one. And what type of case do you, do you have on yours? Uh, it's a transparent case. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, so I take it you have the twilight color that is so pretty and shiny. Uh, my replacement phone is a twilight case, but originally I had the black one. 
and uh, so it was it's not as pretty but i still i still wanted to highlight the fact that i had i had the huawei mate 20 pro so yeah very good i've just transitioned from a, a transparent case to a beautiful fake denim one or phenom as i like to call it <laughs> uh, which has uh, a deer emblazoned on it and uh, some platitude and then the brand deer which makes me just giggle every time i look at it <laughs> it's not as cool as our uh, colleagues uh, who has the whale yes it's, <laughs> this is a story of a whale whale <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's probably my fault for spending too much time drinking beer on ali uh, and having the aliexpress app on my phone um i don't just buy packing cubes for traveling backpacks and luggage and all sorts of other cables and things for making my tribal life better. I do occasionally buy phone cases and phones there. So anyway, we, more on that soon on techtravelgeeks.com. Uh, cases for the Mate 20 Pro are easy to come by. They're very inexpensive, both on AliExpress and Amazon. Uh, do keep those devices safe because they are glass sandwiches, which are prone to shattering. So we do recommend that you have a case on yours. I actually dropped my phone today, this morning. It was the scariest thing because I I decided to carry two phones and a and a mug and a plate, and the the, the phone decided to drop. But I I I caught it with my leg. I I to slow it down, so my leg and my um, slipper managed to, managed to slow down the the impact, and the, and I had a case. Um, so it survived without any any impact. Um, Sami, did you, did you have any bad luck with, with your phones, with breaking them? Uh, I have only had bad luck with an iPhone, which I guess they're, they're a bit more fragile than most phones. Uh, I have had a lot of bad luck on day once with a lot of phones. I had the Galaxy S4 uh, when it had just come out. And I can't even remember if I, it was like the first week when it came out. And I was really excited. And I think I was going home, and I, it just dropped out of my pocket as I was coming out, and it just like I ended up with like a pretty nasty bump on the on the corner of it. Luckily, the screen didn't break. And I think I've done that with a lot of phones. Normally, the first day or the first week, I normally drop it, and that basically means that it's not worthy of of selling anymore because I've just <laughs> scratched it or something. But but yeah, so normally when I buy a phone, I've already ordered the case, and hopefully the case comes before the phone does, for that reason now. <laughs> Very good. Yes, stay protected, kids. Have cases <laughs> on your phones. Preferably Mockadile, obviously. We need to keep, keep our unofficial sponsors happy here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sammy, tell us about Ox Gadgets. Where do you see that going? Is it going to carry on being a passion project? Are you going to carry on consuming, covering consumer electronics and geeky stuff? Uh, it's, I think it's a, it's a, it is a passion project for me because uh, 
it's uh, it's never been a professional project for me in the sense that uh, it's it's my day job that puts puts the food on the table and that's why i guess my terms and conditions are if if i like something it goes on there and it doesn't have to be a gadget as such sometimes there's things that are not really gadgets so uh, i've got some other people who work on it and they will sometimes write about food which is also a passion of mine so you can go on ox gadgets and you can read all about the food you get in pakistan but i will i will happily put that on there because that's the kind of thing i like so in, in many ways uh, ox gadgets uh, is almost betrays the the word gadgets if you go on it right now because because uh, it does cover things but uh, it, it's the the main direction it takes is if i like it i put it on there and that's that's what happens very good so it's very similar in our setup on techtravelgeeks.com and that's great, great that you have contributing writers. You mentioned Pakistan there. What's your connection to, to Pakistan? Oh, so I was born in Pakistan. I was born in Lahore in Pakistan. Uh, and uh, I lived there till I was uh, 21. Very good. So you did you move straight to the UK? I did, yeah. So uh, it's 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 one of those long stories. But basically, my dad was in the UK back in the 70s. And then, so uh, he basically uh, was a British national and all that. So when he retired in Pakistan, he decided to move back to the UK. Uh, he had his jobs and pensions and bank balances and all that. So uh, I was in uni in Pakistan. And uh, when I finished and graduated, I moved over here. And uh, rest as this is history. Very good. So you're now settled down. You're a, a proud, proud owner of two, is it Siamese cats you have? Yes, uh, I don't know whether I can, whether you can see oh, them or not. They're sleeping together. Yeah. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And you also have a, a growing family. I do have a growing family. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. It seems yesterday you were visiting Edinburgh with your wife. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was only and... two and a half years ago. It's not that long, actually, considering. Yes. Well, I'll. I'll Though a lot has happened in the world in two and a half years. <laughs> it has indeed, annoyingly. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so you mentioned food's a passion project of you, yeah. a passion thing of yours. What type of food are you into? What's What, what excites you in the food sphere? Oh, everything really. So one of the things I normally do when I travel to a different place is I would normally go and find somebody who's local but honest, and I will ask them, what should I go and eat? And uh, some of the best foods I've had is when people have taken me down to a s street or something. So it's not a posh place to go. And that, that's when you get the really good food. So as far as uh, traveling goes, that's that's one of the best uh, best things about traveling for me has always been the, the local foods. Great. And in terms of, of foods, are you a vegetarian, a vegan, or are you... Anything goes. Anything, anything goes. goes. Me. Excellent. <laughs> good. Good to hear. Um, I, I'm faced with the challenge uh, of going to China. I love eating anything and everything, uh, literally. But my partner is a vegetarian, so this may be a challenge in China, especially considering how Google Translate will handle menus. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're in. The the good news is we are in probably one of the richest culinary areas of, of China in the Pearl River Delta. So there's mm -hmm. going to be a lot lot to eat. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be. Very good. And uh, 
one thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, which is also I see on the front page of Ox Gadgets, is you mentioned mental health apps and startups that are working to improve mental health in through technology. Can you tell us a bit more about that, please? Yeah, so uh, mental health is also a passion of mine. Uh, one of the things that uh, I uh, realized, I guess, later in life was that uh, it, it's very important. A lot of people around the world uh, have a lot of stress uh, and uh, we don't really know who to talk to about it. And uh, so based on that, I've actually started a website of my own called Park Therapy, which kind of focuses more towards the Pakistani side of things. But quite honestly, uh, anybody in the world can go and hopefully get something useful out of it. But yeah, basically, I think that mental health is very important. Everybody should look after themselves. Uh, and uh, really what I want to see is that there's a lot of stigma around the world, uh, stress and depression. People get scared if you tell them that you have been to a therapist or a psychologist or something. And uh, people, if, if you suggest that to somebody, people might think that you think that they're, they're unhealthy or uh, in Pakistan, sadly, the word people use is mental. And uh, in other parts of the world, people will obviously use other other terms as well. And uh, I, I I think uh, and and it's not just me. Luckily, I, I I can actually see the whole world is moving in the same direction as I am. I think everybody is becoming more and more aware of stress and depression and stuff like that. And the whole uh, whole attitude that used to be in the old days that you just uh, just deal with it and move on. Uh, and now I think people are realizing, actually, no, you should you should actually look after yourself. And if you're happy within yourself, then you can keep others around you happy as well. So I, uh, yeah, that's that's just one of the one of another one of my passions, if you if you want to call it that. That uh, I, I want to see people being happy. It's really interesting that you say that. I think, uh, yeah, in, especially in, uh, I'm origin originally from Poland, and in Poland, I think we also had the stigma that going to a therapist or a, um, or, or to therapy or uh, to speak to someone uh, on about your mental state meant what um, uh, was was uh, received really badly. So you would hide this. I think this this stigma is disappearing. Um, not sure in the U uh, how much in the UK. Definitely in the US, it's it's much much more open. I think it's opening up in the UK, and the workplaces are opening about this as well. So it's it's a really good trend, and the 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 apps are coming up as well. Have you have you uh, played with any of the apps? Have you have you uh, looked into them? Uh, a few of them I have. Uh, I, I I will honestly say I haven't had enough time to go and use them properly. I have used a lot of the meditation style apps where you uh, try and relax yourself and calm yourself down. I, if you go look at my Spotify account, you'll probably see I've got a lot of like nice relaxing meditation kind of uh, playlists that I've uh, bookmarked on there as well. Uh, and and all those things I kind of use, but uh, the kind of apps that actually give you access to therapy and stuff like that, that I haven't quite used. Uh, the reason why I haven't used it is that I feel that there are people who should be using them more than me. So I, I've always thought that I really shouldn't be taking up somebody's time if somebody who needs it a bit more than me should be. Excellent. So that's uh, you, you write about that. I see there's also a podcast uh, tied to pack therapy at packtherapy.com. That's P-A-K-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. 
Is that right? Yeah. So the podcast is actually not me. What what I do is often I will listen a podcast that uh, I feel would be useful for people from a mental health point of view, or just self improvement, or just being being happier in yourself. So I don't do podcasts over there. What I do is I will often listen to something nice, and I'll just put a put a link there, or I'll just embed it into the website. Great. Uh, so we'll link to that in the show notes uh, for the audio podcast and in the YouTube video uh, description, we'll put the links to Ox Gadgets and Pack Therapy. That's great news to hear. And uh, just to go back to the travel theme, you meant so. So you mentioned you're from Pakistan originally. Do you have a British passport? Does that in, make it easier to travel internationally? I, I do have a British passport, and yes, life is a lot easier when you have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, especially for international travel outside the EU. It's a very handy one to have. Absolutely. So yeah, that that's good to hear. So, uh, you've just published the the review to your Huawei Mate 20 Pro. What's the next thing you're going to be working on? What's the next big review you're working on? I've actually got an internet radio from Pure that I'm actually quite enjoying using at the moment. And one of the good things about internet radio is actually you can actually look up podcasts on it and you can go straight to a podcast. So you don't actually have to listen to live radio. You can just go look up a podcast. And I think that makes it a really useful device. So is Pure the same company that used to be focused on DAB or digital radios? Absolutely. We we know them there. Wow, is that a pussycat walking past? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they have bells. <laughs> they do have bells. <laughs> Very good. So is is the Pure radio you're uh, reviewing at the moment, the Pure internet radio, uh, does it have any voice functionality? Can you tell it to look something up? No, it's a pretty basic. So uh, one of the things I quite like is simplicity. And uh, this is one of those devices. There's a, You can connect it to your phone via Bluetooth app. So if you want to drive it through that. But uh, overall, you just have a knob and a few buttons. And basically, that's all you need to really run it. And obviously, a Wi-Fi connection in the background. Very good. So would you would you say this is something that you can take abroad with you when traveling? As long as you have a Wi-Fi connection, absolutely. Excellent. That sounds sounds like a really good thing, good gadget. If uh, you think that having a separate dedicated device compared to, uh, say, a smartphone or a tablet is is a solution for you. Sorry, yeah. I, I've never used it. How big is this? What what kind of a of a device is this? So this is the uh, Pure Elan IR5, if I remember the model number correctly. It's about this big, so it's not not really much bigger than your standard DAB radio. Uh, mm. It has a screen on it, so if you actually connect it to Spotify Connect or a podcast, you actually get show notes, you get album art, stuff like that as well. So it's got a pretty small basic screen, but it's quite useful. And it's got one knob and I think three or four buttons on it, but that, that's that's all you really need to run it. That's quite interesting, yeah. I, I've not, not played with the one. I've got the Echo, um, not show. What's the one, the round one uh, with the screen? Uh, Amazon Echo. The Echo Show. Show, yeah. Yeah, that's quite a handy device. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly, yeah, so I do have... Uh... I do have a speaker with Alexa integrated into it. I don't have any of the Amazon products. Uh, and I was quite happy I didn't have any of them when I heard people talking about them uh, 
laughing in the middle of the night because uh, especially with a with a baby who doesn't like to sleep that much that's exactly the kind of thing i don't want to have in my house <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's really interesting because my sister has a a young one which is around about the same age as your one sammy and uh, she thinks that her her speak connected smart speaker is the best thing ever because she has audible on it she can ask it to play the news she can ask it to play play audiobooks or podcasts or listen to music all without whilst being hands free which i understand is something that uh parents of newborns seldom have is free hands oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a different form of accessibility challenge yeah, absolutely is yes. yeah no it's uh, it's uh, uh so my wife is actually not really into gadgets at all and it was quite interesting that when uh, we became parents uh, she actually quite started using her phone quite a lot more uh, and uh, she actually started to really appreciate the the little creature comforts technology gives us. Uh, absolutely, it's. Uh, I mean, it's obviously a passion of yours and mine. So <laughs> we we are probably already the converter. You can't really preach to us, but but yeah, no. I think uh, becoming a parent, uh, you kind of need every little shortcut, every little luxury that life uh, you can give you. So and the technology really helps you in that way. Yeah, my sister is the same, and she she uses uh, Alexa devices all the time, um, and uh, yeah, she's finding it really helpful just to play some uh, kids' music um, to ro a little Robbie. So, yeah, definitely useful. Very good. And Sammy, have you had to travel with your little one yet? Uh, we went to Isle of Wight, uh, so we haven't been on a plane yet. So we are hoping that sometime next year we'll 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 try that. But uh, the the traveling to Isle of Ma uh, Isle of Wight, sorry, was uh, interesting in the sense that we didn't really get to sleep very much. So it wasn't that great from that regard. the The place we visited was amazing. We went to a town called Shanklin, uh, but yeah, the there wasn't a lot of sleep that happened. So <laughs> so yeah. So th did you drive to the ferry? You did, yeah. And how has your, your driving experience changed since having had the little one? So uh, it's it's been interesting for us because uh, she, unlike most of the babies, or at least what I've heard, uh, she doesn't like being in the car that much. So uh, uh, we basically have ended up not going to many places since she has been born. Uh, what I did do was uh, it did inspire me to go and research a lot of car seats and uh, one of the reviews you will find on my website is also a car seat review because I went and basically searched as much as I could. And uh, yeah, we, we so she finally got a car seat uh, that, that she actually likes. So uh, yeah, that very, helped. Very good. It's a v obviously comfort in cars and safety uh, are a big, big factor in choosing that sort of thing. Absolutely. Safety is absolutely paramount. Yes, it's a it's a it's a different way of shopping around for travel accessories. Oh yeah, yeah, very good. No, that's interesting. Um, well, that is something that I think Lukash and I have no plans of of having to be in a first person review situation of in the near future, unless <laughs> Lukash, you have a, have different plans. <laughs> Not that I know of, no. <laughs> no, but you you never know. These things sometimes get sprung on you without you knowing. Yeah. <laughs> Right, uh, moving on, we're 
one thing I think both oxgadgets.com and techtravelgeeks.com do not plan on uh, reviewing anytime soon is uh, ways of finding out these surprise messages. <laughs> 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 Though there is some very interesting technology behind uh, uh, pregnancy tests, and some of them are becoming digital nowadays. But definitely not something I think either uh, us or you, Sammy, are qualified to test. Not quite yet. No. no. <laughs> no. If if one of my contributing writers wants to, I guess I can uh, I can let them have a play. But I don't think uh, that's the kind of uh, review they're willing to write either. Yes, um, that's more one for the mental health side of things, considering the the multiple ramifications that can be caused by the cause of the need of the test and the after after effect. Right, moving on because we're <laughs> digging quite a deep trench here. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to shout out about that's a passion project or something or something you're working on, Sammy, other than oxgadgets.com and pack therapy? Uh, not much really, but I think one of the things that uh, we, we because we were talking about tech and travel and uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, one of the things that I've come across recently, which I thought uh, would be worth a shout here, is uh, is a battery pack that has a USB port output on it. And uh, what that lets me do is actually charge my laptop on the go. And and that's that's been really really useful uh, in in the last uh, few months of traveling. So this is a big high power power bank essentially that charges your laptop as well as your phone. So it's the same size. Uh, it's a twenty thousand milliampere hour. So it's the same size as your twenty thousand milliampere hour uh, battery pack. So about this big. Nothing. Nothing really. Sorry about the cat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing. Nothing really. Uh, much bigger than uh, your standard battery pack, and uh, it has a USB port on it, and it has a USB C port on it. And basically, if you plug the USB-C port into your MacBook or one of your many, many other USB-C compatible laptops, uh, it, it charges them because it's got the right voltage settings on it. Awesome. And what is that? Is that a higher voltage and amperage output, a combination of the two? So I think as long as it can transport up to, sorry, not deliver up to 20 odd volts. Uh, and it's 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 a bit like, uh, you know, the kind of charger you get with your Huawei uh, Mate 20 Pro. It's, it's basically a clever charger based on what you have plugged in. It uh, decides what voltage to deliver. Uh, similarly, if you've got a MacBook Pro or one of the many USB-C laptops uh, that, that work on USB-C, you can actually charge your Mac Mate 20 Pro or any other USB-C device with it as well. So most of those charges are intelligent. They will look at what you're plugged in, and uh, they'll they'll give you the right voltage. I can definitely confirm that. So I have a, a Chotec uh, power delivery charger, which I can use to not only charge my uh, phone, but also my Microsoft Surface Go. So when traveling uh, soon, I will only be taking that one multi-port charger for all my devices, so both phones and the Surface Go. It's not the fastest of chargers. It's not as fast as the dedicated one, but it does charge the Surface Go. It's so the convenience. Over... Yes. That's the beauty of USB Type-C, yeah. which we, we are now aware uh, the Fruity Company have started implementing on their, on their uh, devices. 
Do you mean Blackberry? <laughs> uh, they have as well, yes. The new Blackberry uh, is also known as the other fruity company. <laughs> in the UK, we can't say the same for the phone network. May it rest in peace. That was Orange, which merged with T-Mobile to become EE. E. And so, yes, uh, USB Type C. This is a power bank. And do you have a review of that on on Ox Gadgets? It is also on Ox Gadgets. Yeah. Excellent. So we'll, if you can provide us with a link to that, we'll put that I in the show notes. Yeah. And in the YouTube video description. Uh, thank you very much, Sammy, for being on the Tech Travel Geeks podcast. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you to our listeners if they've made it. If you've made it through this far to the end of episode fourteen of the Tech Travel Geeks podcast, we thank you for putting up with us. Uh, we are available on YouTube if you want to watch the live unedited version with Sammy's cats dingling their bells in the background, and you can then also subscribe to and listen to our podcast anywhere you get uh, your podcasts from. So. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and others are places where to find us, and Pocket Casts. And if you have a Google Home device uh, or you have a, a Google Smart device, you can just ask them to play our podcast, and it will pop up for you. So I won't say it now because it will probably trigger a few Google Home devices, not only here in my home but elsewhere as well. So... If you haven't already, please do subscribe to the Tech Travel Geeks channel on YouTube. Uh, it will notify you of when our next video review of a device is released. And you can also get notifications about our podcast releases and other videos. So, uh, again, thank you, Sammy, for joining us. People can follow you on Twitter. What's your handle on Twitter? So it's at Smacula, S-M-A-C-U-L-A. So Dracula with an S-M at the front. Exactly. Excellent. And Lukash, how about you? Where can people follow you on the internet? Uh, on, on Twitter, I'm El Suliga, and I'm on Instagram, Lukash Suliga, uh, but mostly uh, Tech Travel Geeks, where I focus on the videos that we do. So expect a, a, a review coming up uh, for the Honor 8X. Excellent. And uh, Lukash, will that have some gratuitous drone footage inserted into the video at some point. Not unlikely. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so um, if, as well as uh, the phone review, you want to see some pretty amazing uh, drone footage, that's where to, to see it on the Tech Travel Geeks YouTube channel. And please do subscribe as well. So uh, I'm Matteo, your host, Chief Mobile Opinionist at techtravelgeeks.com. From myself, our guest and uh, Lukash. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.